Hello, and welcome to HST Classified, The Actor Files, where we interview one member of our cast and just learn a little bit more about them. Today, we are here with Chris Lowe, who plays Bradley, Bradley Jones. How are you, Chris? I am doing fantastic, Mr. Mancuso. What's going on? Oh, I got a Mr. Mancuso. That's nice. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm doing great. (laughs) Your positivity is infectious already. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So tell us a little bit about yourself and your acting journey, all that stuff. Okay. Well, I, I first feel I need to start from the beginning of before I started. So before I started, I was a mechanical engineer at General Motors Uh, totally opposite of what I'm doing now. And I just decided to take a journey into a different world. I kind of did a reverse switch and, and moved into another direction. Some doors opened up, which led me to Hollywood doing acting. I started the first studio that I went to was Joanne Barron D.W. Brown studio in Santa Monica. And that's where I met you know, a lot of great people, uh, including our teacher and you, of course, and had some fantastic, you know, experiences and went through scene study, audition technique, the two-year program. And then from there, I've studied at a couple different studios across LA. And then now I work with Lisa, our teacher, as a, you know, kind of a TA you know, or reader for her audition class. And yeah, I'm just continuing to grind, you know, getting auditions here or there from my, my team, my agents and manager. And yeah, so far it's been, it's been great to, to work on these little projects with you over the last, you know, six years or so, and uh, hopefully more things to come. Has it really been six years? Yeah. Remember the first time Well, it's been, actually it's been, eight since the first time I saw met you because we did a first year exercise together randomly when you came to Lisa's class. That was the first time we worked together and I didn't really know you. It was, it was a true stranger situation. And um, I don't, I don't even remember that. (laughs) Yeah. We did a, a door exercise. You were inside and I came up to the door and, you know, I was I had come in with something a little bit dramatic and and freaked you out a little bit. And it was uh, it was intense. It was an intense moment. But I think we grew as an appreciation for each other right then and there from just experiencing, you know, the exercise. And then we of course, we we lived together in Playa del Rey after that um, and then grew our friendship grew from there. So it was great. Wow. God, I, I, I sheesh. I didn't even remember that exercise. I, 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 I came of in a couple. Of course you wouldn't at remember it. I mean, I was just a, a first year. You were already graduated. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not even, that's not even that. It's just, she, I got asked a lot of times from her to come in and do exercises. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it, hey, it's all good. I remember because it was the first time I met you. So. I, I knew who you were, though, because like when we moved into our place and our, our former third roommate asked, said, do you know who this person is? And I went, I've seen him. I've met him. So I, I remember meeting you. I don't remember that exercise. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. okay, wow. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then also, I think we had met it at uh master classes where, you know, I was uh, assisting on- Joanne with her 
uh, yeah, Tony, I was assisting Tony with the stage stuff. So I was doing a lot of like volunteer work at, at the master classes. And I think we, we also passed ways there too. Yeah. That I remember. Cause you were on, you were Tony's go-to guy on his crew. Cause I was, I had my own crew for the master classes. Well, okay. All right. Eight years. See like uh, everybody, I'm just getting all my friends on here. That's pretty much what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> All right, so let's get into the actual podcast. So you play Bradley. Yes. And I talked about this in our season one wrap-up, but when we were when I was going through the casting process, we talked about it, and I remember sending you the script, asking if you wanted to be a part of the project itself. Yeah, I remember. Um, and then we talked, I said, you, you have your choice. You got to pick between Bradley or Van. Because I wanted it to be, it wanted it to be your choice. And then we talked about like what characters you would play. And I said, well, and all probably you would be cast as Van more quickly than Bradley in real life. That's true. Um, but I thought it'd be fun if you played Bradley. So, and Bradley did change a lot. So we're going to get into that. So what did you enjoy about Bradley? Even from like either reading him in the first, uh, first episode or how he changed all that stuff. The first thing that I, I liked about him is his sincerity, how he would be, he would take things seriously a lot of times and he would feel it. You know, I wanted the audience to feel kind of empathetic for some of the uh, comedic lines that he had, because instead of taking, you know, the aggressive stance with the other characters every once in a while, he would he would lighten up and take something very to heart. And I I liked having that switch of like. Uh, I'm blanking on some of the lines that I love to say, but having that option of of taking things very to heart and and making the other characters kind of feel bad for him a little bit. You know, right, they would right, right. they would poke fun at him and stuff like that. But even when they're talking about, you know, like his his underwear and his body and things like that, it, it really was fun to kind of play the the truth behind it, you know, somebody, instead of playing the suave character or, you know, being manipulative, of course, Bradley was manipulative in his own way. All the characters were, but I really enjoyed playing the truth of the circumstance and his emotional side, as well as his tough side as being a secret agent. So that was really cool. And then as far as like the growth of Bradley, it was really fun to find out his little, his triggers and the things that, <laughs> you know, the things that really bugged him, especially when he would be, you know, Inez would come in and talk about his body and, and make him feel uncomfortable. And, uh, or when, when we would talk about his learning journey, as far as people of color, not, you know, him not understanding that and him learning that through his conversations with Althea and also just his sense of, you know, self and people, people commenting on his body and him being insecure about it and things like that. So that was really fun to learn as we went through the series. Because you, you and I have talked about male body issues a lot. So I know that was something that we as yes. we as roommates and friends, like when we got to know each other a little bit more, were, that was definitely something you and I talked about because we are on almost opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of body type because, and we both have similar experiences and thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. That is true. Like I am a very athletic person. I kind of, I don't know if this was part of your writing, but I, I fit into the Bradley being very physically fit and, and looks great. But then at the same time, there's, there's always that sense of, 
uh, insecurity as like, do you fit up to the model that you're trying to portray, mm-hmm. especially in this industry and in acting where, you know, it, it could have nothing to do with your acting skills. It could have everything to do with the way you look and, and, and what's portrayed at the time. So it's like, I feel all the time insecure about like, you know, are my abs as, as uh, defined as they have been in the past. And, you know, th- this is, this has happened to me in the last year, especially with COVID. I got a direct booking for a Chris Hemsworth body double. And during COVID, all the gyms shut down in LA. So I wasn't working out nowhere near as much. And I actually told my agent, I don't feel comfortable doing this job. Like, because I wasn't in my peak physical condition. And of course, Chris Hemsworth is in fantastic condition. So He's moving tires every day. He's lifting yeah. those those tires. He's got a, a full gym access to, you know, and trainers and stuff in Australia and whatever he's doing. He's got full access and, and the funds and all that good stuff. And I, I just didn't have the physique I wanted to portray. And I didn't want to show up on set and then say, like, what the hell is this? Like, this is not what we were trying to book. So I turned the I turned it down, which could have been a great opportunity, but I just felt insecure about it and I didn't want to put myself in that position. So it does happen and in this industry and you know, I work every day to to maintain a, a physical condition, but I do have that insecurity. So Well, it was like what you said before, it was definitely when we when I was writing that speech, it was definitely in the vein of what you've talked about before, which was like, you know, even being in this top physical fi- uh, form, it's, you know, it is still even the same thing that I have to stay this way because that's the perception. Yes, exactly. exactly. So where, whereas the perception is n- there's very little wiggle room. We've come so far when it comes to being um, very body conscious for about women, but I don't think we've gone that far with men. Cause no, I don't think nowhere near. Yeah. It's not talking near. It's not even talked about. It's just like men don't have those issues. I was like, you haven't talked to enough guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even because you know, in film and TV, yes, there there is like the fat guy, like Jonah Hill played the fat guy in a lot of stuff. And then it, it's funny. I've watched a lot of interviews when he lost weight. People would continuously poke fun at him for not being the fat guy, and he would get irritated. And it's because people. You know, men do have these body issues just like women do. Of course, it hasn't been publicized as much, but it is a reality and it's out there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to do that in season one. That was definitely fun. I know you had, I know you enjoyed it. We worked a lot on that speech. So, yeah, no, that speech was my favorite part of all of it. I mean, of course, like carving out the comedy and the character and working with the whole team was amazing. But for some reason, I, I wanted to connect to that. And it would be easy to go into a more, because I'm more dramatic as an actor, I think, especially the way I perceive things and, and think. So it's it's been an amazing experience to really work on the comedic effect of the character and keep everything incredulous um, <laughs> and find different tonalities, you know, with my voice. Well, it's so, all that good stuff. it's so funny you say that because Claire and I have uh, and you've heard us say this to you and Claire and I have said Bradley started to change from where he was originally conceived because he's not the same person when you read the first episode to where he ends up at the end of season one. He's not yeah. the same person. 
and we say it's like the reason Bradley started to change so much was because of the way you gave your line readings. Yeah. Was it was just like I didn't expect Chris to say it that way. <laughs> Cause I've I know you. Like I know you. I've worked with you on scenes, like we've acted in scenes together, we've worked on projects together. Uh, I've seen you act for a number of years now. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to write this for like Chris's strengths. And then all of a sudden Chris comes out of left field with them. Like, I didn't expect that. This is brand new. (laughs) It's ironic because as much as COVID has impacted acting and not being able to be on set with people and uh, in acting class doing scenes, I feel like it's given me an opportunity to do some you know, self-processing and really find the confidence that I know I have to make out-of-the-box decisions. And especially, I think it's helped being in a reader for Lisa's class that I'm watching other people and I'm consistently breaking down scripts like on the fly. And so coming up with new ways of doing things instead of just going with my go-to options, you know, it's been a really good two years of growth. Of course, working on this podcast gave me a lot of opportunity for growth in the comedy department because like I almost get no auditions for comedy. So it was great to work on this and really develop, you know, from the first episode, I think I was taking things a little bit more like I want to do really well to relaxing into the character and finding new ways of approaching the scenes. So it was really fun. What else were you also looking forward to playing with as Bradley or as the actor when you would come on to record? When we first started, I wasn't sure how I was going to approach it because uh, as we talked about before here a minute ago, the character was a little out of my wheelhouse. I'm usually the dumb jock, you know, the suave character, whatnot. And this character has a little bit more of that sincerity and openness but also has like some of that defiant character. So I I really wanted to, first of all, grow as the character grew and make out-of-box choices, which I think I I accomplished by the end, not, not sticking with my normal script. But also in the comedy department, really taking in the other character and having a reaction. So there were times when we were doing the podcast that I would want to stand because I felt like sitting in my chair would kind of bring down my energy. Mm-hmm. For example, like the the water gun fight. Like I really just wanted to loosen up, let go, and have a lot of fun with it, and just you know enjoy the moments that I'm having with the other characters on, on uh, well over the podcast. Because there are times where you know you get in your head as an actor and you like, oh, am I doing it right or I'm, I'm going too big, but I really just wanted to have fun. And I think I started to have fun around like, like episode three, you know, four, I think the first couple episodes was just finding my footing by three, four, you know, I really felt comfortable with the podcast setup and, you know, reading through the, the script and coming up with different choices and ways of doing things. And I love that we we ran it a couple times beforehand. We did some rehearsal work and it gave us the opportunity to play. And, you know, even within the direction that you would give us, you gave us a lot of opportunity to kind of find our own way and come up with new options. So I thought that was all great. Well, that's that. Thank you for that. I mean, I, I, I liked giving you guys the freedom because I, I've said this on almost every one that like, you guys were inspiring to me. 
Yeah, just I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I was always in awe of all of you. I was sitting there going, "Oh, great! Now I have to do stuff." Because <laughs> <laughs> it was always like, "Oh, crap!" I'm interested to hear how what you think of like how Bradley's backstory came out slowly but surely. Because Bradley, we said like you know, um, in many other of our interviews, was Bradley's backstory was probably the one that wasn't the most fully done when we started yeah. the show whereas like sydney's was pretty clear althea's was pretty clear van was always supposed to be mysterious but bradley's became i, I always say like bradley has the worst backstory ever because the poor man has been been like taken advantage of because he's so open and yeah. and you learn that he really only remembers one member of his family and has nobody else so like, i'm interested to see what you think of that and a lot of that was because of, I said, is because the way you were delivering some of your lines just made me start to think of Bradley in a different way. And I was like, oh, maybe this is the reason why. And I love that you wrote this in and gave gave me somewhere to go with it because, you know, the vulnerability and openness of Bradley has to come from somewhere. And uh, also, you know, his insecurities and things like that. So it it was really fun to to unravel his backstory and of course and i'm gonna get him right now oh we have a special guest it's it's aries hi buddy (laughs) yeah i wish he would cry but he's not going to right now he's I, i i love that you wrote him into it because i felt like you know it's part of it's part of me and aries is like the one thing that I come home to every day and he's all and it's unconditional love. And, you know, it made me happy that, that uh, he could be part of it as, you know, through the journey and, you know, people who are open and vulnerable and have insecurities, like there's gotta be something that creates warmth in their life. Uh huh. Bradley was always there in episodes and, you know, he's respected by Van as a, as a good uh, secret agent, but Sydney, you know, always question, you know, what's his name? Who is this guy kind of thing? And, and so he, I felt like there was a little bit of his insecurity about people not knowing him, but then also, you know, he mentions a lot that is it better? He mentions right in the first episode, is it better to be known or to be not known? And, you know, that really never lands with Sydney right away because she feels like, well, you know, Althea is really known and Van is known for being mysterious and, and getting things done. And Sydney's, uh, Sydney's known. So it's like, he was kind of that outsider on those, that Mm -hmm. crew. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there had to be some sort of warmth that, that was there. And I love that you added Aries in there because I was, I was like, I could bring that to the, uh, to the character. So it's not funny that you mentioned that the warmth that Aries brought to Bradley, which I know Aries brings to you, because I thought you were bringing that warmth from the first episode. Like to me, I felt, well, this is, that's why I said like Bradley was a different person when you were reading him. Yeah, um, no, he was there. Like the, I always tried to bring the warmth and vulnerability of him, but I felt like, you know, where did it come from? And I didn't know what it was. Uh-huh. about yeah. the character until you kind of like until we created the uh the mini episode and you in, you brought in the the fact that I have a cat and it's just like people people love animals and uh I feel like it's it was great that you did 
bring in uh, that that factor and I could kind of play with that and bring that even more. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, as a as an actor, I always felt like Bradley has a warmth. Um, but I felt like once we defined his personal life a little bit more, I was able to even find more warmth and joy and vulnerability in some of the moments later in the episodes. Well, it's great that you feel that way because ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you right now, we get in deep with Bradley's personal life in season two. And I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Chris has not read any scripts yet. Nope, I haven't, but... You can all hear this right now. Looking forward to finding more out about Bradley's personal life and and bringing that to the stage. Oh, yeah. All right. So this was your first podcast, correct? Yes. So how did you find the whole podcasting experience? I know you said like some of the moments you wanted to stand and you have an arm, so you were able to adjust your mic to do that. But how was the whole experience as a whole? Because it is it's different acting in this way. Cause you, you have a bigger space in which you can stand, but like, you know, Claire's in a, in a booth and I'm in a booth and some of our other people are in closets trying to do everything. So how did you find the whole experience? I found the experience insightful and eye opening because you have to really make important uh, decisions and choices and, and send the action through your voice because you can't see, nobody can see what you're doing. So when I was working on it, of course, you know, my, my standard is usually drama, like I said. So it's like, it's more subtle, but this comedy, I really had to, to learn to open up and create new choices and things like that. And, and yeah, there were moments where for me to get that energy level that I wanted, I want, I, I would adjust my mic and stand and move around and, do different things. And yes, I am totally lucky that I can shut all my windows and I can let my roommate know that I'm, um, we're recording and it's pretty much silent in my room and, and close all my doors and it, and it's pretty good. So I was lucky because, uh, I didn't have to sit in a closet <laughs> space and a poor, poor Amber. Yeah. <laughs> poor Amber in her very small closet. Yeah. Or, and I also had like a quiet computer. I think the, the one thing that was, I think we all experienced a little bit of, uh, the technical difficulties was, you know, noises or somebody's computer not working right or, or whatnot. That was, that was a little bit of a challenge. But the experience in general was amazing. And I've always wondered about voiceover work. And I've always thought that I had an opportunity to play in that that realm. But I just never knew how to go about it or what was needed of it or or how to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was extremely uh, amazing to be able to experience this podcast and f- acting through just listening. You know, it, you just you really have to listen to the other person and make uh, strong choices, which, you know, a lot of times you can when you're working on stage or in class or on set, you know, you visually can see things and, and it's a little bit different. So it was amazing to just work off of uh, voice and and really have to pay attention and listen to what's happening to know how I feel about certain moments and uh, also come in with a strong, you know, decision-making about where, where this is going. Right. And I think that that's where it, 
the rehearsal opportunities gave us a lot of time to play and have fun and find the the tone of each scene. I think you'll probably agree with this, but I think because, you know, we experienced some technical glitches, almost every time we recorded, we always had at least like one or two glitches that we had to like stop and go back or stop the recording and pick up the recording. I feel like we were kind of blending the best of both worlds when it came to theater, which is all live, you know, and you can just do it and then you rehearse it. And then film, which is like, you know, a lot of people know this, like a lot of times you shoot out of sequence with film. So you kind of have to come and you have to pick up from whatever line is the start of the line. If the, Oh, we're picking up from this line, ready, go, you know? So it's like, okay, which is kind of what we had to do a couple of times when we were recording. So I think we were getting the best of, best of both worlds when it came yeah. to doing this. I totally agree with that. Um, you know, there was a lot of stop and go, but you had to pick up from, you know, the circumstance before right hat, right before what happened and just, and just run with it. And, Having that experience, I think, you know, developed me even further as an actor, you know, so working on this podcast has been an incredible journey. And I, you know, I look forward to just continuing to grow with it. Well, we're lucky to have you. I'll say that. Oh, Aries is making another appearance. By the way, everybody, all of the voice work you heard from Aries was his own. That is true. I followed him around in different sequences, you know, while I was feeding him or when I pick him up and I recorded his vocals just as if I was recording my own. And uh, so everything that you heard was was all him. He's a noisy kitty normally, but he doesn't want to talk right now for some reason. So I I apologize about that. He's being a diva. He's yeah. like, he, he only he only speaks when he gets paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Star power. <laughs> he's like, I know I'm the star. That's how he thinks about it. He knows that he's the star of the show now. Yeah. Because everyone's going to be like, we want more Aries. Aries, don't worry. You're coming back. You're a featured Good. player now. Um, <laughs> so before we wrap this up, is there anything you would want to say to our listeners? The one thing I want to say is just keep keep coming back for one to to learn the growth of each of the characters and I I appreciate everything that you know that you guys have already done by giving us your your time uh and listening to our story and the love and support it's it's been amazing so far so I really appreciate that and I look forward to you know continuing to develop this amazing script and Bradley Jones Hey, that was nice. That was good. I got to give you props for that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Chris, it has been an absolute pleasure interviewing you today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's been a pleasure being your friend for eight years that I completely (laughs) forgot that it was eight years. So I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. (laughs) I mean, I knew it was a while. So forgive me for my ineptitude when it came. You are forgiven. Thank God. Whew. Well, I'll just say this to wrap up. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up for uh, all of you in season two. Season two is in production currently. I can say now we've we've gotten a lot of scripts written, both for our mini episodes and our full episodes. We're really excited. We should be starting to record soon. So if you're listening to this interview, you just know that you'll be hearing new episodes soon. Um, but yeah, and you, Bradley Jones is going nowhere. Aries is going nowhere. So we'll have Chris Lowe for as long as the show is around, or at least we hope. 
<laughs> yes, yes. I plan on being here, even if, say, even if I book something amazing, I, I plan on working with you guys. Uh, I think the best part about this podcast and stuff is that if you're in a trailer somewhere, I could be like, just bring your stuff with you. We'll record you on your break. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's that's the amazing thing about acting and working on this podcast is I can do it anywhere. I filmed or I recorded a handful of episodes in Ohio uh, over covid so it's yeah it's amazing all right well everybody thank you so much for listening to actor files chris Lowe, thank you so much for being here and uh doing the interview and for also playing bradley and affecting him so much literally changing my own mind about him which was great (laughs) i think it opened up the doors to bradley to more than i could have ever expected and everyone listen up and wait and for more and more stuff coming from agency classified thank you all very much bye